Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. A federal judge ruled Thursday that the NSA's warrantless eavesdropping program is unconstitutional. But the Justice Department, citing the program's importance as an early warning system, has already announced that it plans to appeal this ruling. Cato Senior Fellow in Constitutional Studies Robert Levy discusses the meaning of this court's ruling. What was at stake in this case? Well, President Bush authorized by executive order the NSA to eavesdrop without obtaining a warrant on telephone calls and emails and other communications between U.S. citizens and permanent resident aliens who are in the United States and persons outside of the United States. Uh, Some civil libertarians have contended that those uh, eavesdropping programs, again, without the protection of a warrant, violate, uh, first, the right of free speech, and second, privacy rights under the Fourth Amendment, and also a statute that was passed back in 1978 and later amended by the Patriot Act. The statute is called FISA, F-I-S-A, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. So really the issues that's at stake is this trade-off between civil liberties on the one hand and national security on the other. What are the different aspects of the court's ruling? Uh, The court has made several holdings. Uh, The first thing that the court held was that the plaintiffs in this case did have standing to pursue their lawsuit. Now, standing is a doctrine uh, that is required of all plaintiffs because courts are not permitted to issue simply advisory opinions. They uh, are required to rule on a live case or controversy. In this instance, the plaintiffs were the ACLU and some journalists and scholars and lawyers who they say frequently call and email people in the Middle East and therefore have a uh, what they've called a well-founded belief that their communications are being intercepted by the NSA, and if so, that that chills their uh, press reporting and compromises their free speech rights and their uh, privacy rights. So one issue uh, for the courts was whether or not that was sufficient to uh, confer legal standing, that is, the right to sue. And the court said yes. The second thing the court said, again, without reaching the merits of the case, the court said that it wasn't necessary to disclose state secrets in order for the court to rule on this case. The Justice Department had contended that the case ought to be dismissed because of the fact that state secrets would be disclosed and there is a state secrets doctrine. The court said, well, some things have already been disclosed and we don't need any more information. And then there were three other holdings and they were all on the merits. The court said first that the NSA program does in fact uh, violate First Amendment rights to free speech uh, by these persons who communicate with others in the Middle East. Second, that the NSA program does violate Fourth Amendment rights to privacy by these same persons. And then finally, that the NSA program violates the FISA statute, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act statute, and does something that the Congress has specifically said the administration cannot do. Does this decision strike you as unwise in light of the foiled terrorist plot in Britain just last week? Well, I think the important thing from my perspective is to separate, on the one hand, the policy question, which is, is this NSA system necessary? And secondarily, is it effective at accomplishing the goals that it sets out to accomplish? That's a question that's not for legal scholars to decide. That's a question for uh, the Congress and the voters, ultimately, to decide. Policy questions are separate from legal questions. The legal question, 
quite distinct question, is does the NSA program comply with the Constitution and with federal statutes? Now, it's possible to conclude, for example, that uh, this NSA program really is an important thing. We really ought to have it, and it really is effective. And yet, it violates the law. One could conclude that. And if that's the conclusion, then there are two obvious choices. Either you change the program so that it complies with the law, or you change the law so that the program no longer violates it. Now, the court today held that the NSA program does violate the law. What is indicated by the events in the UK is that the NSA program may indeed be necessary to apprehend and ferret out these uh, terrorists who have bad things in mind for us. Will this ruling hold up an appellate court? What's next? The Justice Department, uh, I'm sure, has already announced, probably as we speak, that they will appeal this case. Uh, the first thing they will ask for is that the injunction that the court today issued, that's an order to stop the program, that that injunction be held in abeyance pending uh, the appeal of the case. And I'm sure that the appellate court will agree to do that. So there will be a stay of the injunction. And then the appellate court will address uh, the issues that the district court has uh, ruled on. My sense is that the uh, First and Fourth Amendment issues will be overturned because they involve balancing. After all, we, we need to know for Fourth Amendment purposes what is a reasonable search. And for First Amendment purposes, does the right to speak freely trump national security concerns? And since the court has to balance, and since balancing necessarily depends on the facts, um, my guess is the appellate court will say, Mr. Trial Court, you did not determine the facts. Now, one reason the trial court didn't determine the facts was because there is a so-called state secrets doctrine that says if secrets are going to be disclosed, the case has to be dismissed. The trial court said, I don't need any more facts, and therefore the state secrets doctrine is not uh, a reason to dismiss the case. My guess is the appellate court is going to say, you did need more facts, and either you better get those facts, and in the process you better consider whether or not the state secrets doctrine does uh, apply. So the First and Fourth Amendment is likely to be overturned, in my view. The FISA holding, the statutory question, that too is likely to be overturned. But I think, again, not on the merits of the case, but on standing grounds, I think the court will hold that this so-called well-founded uh, but really unsubstantiated belief that the communications are being monitored and that the monitoring is going to chill communications, that that doesn't really constitute sufficiently credible and imminent harm to uh, establish standing to sue. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.